Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and we are taking a look at the latest episode of Doom Patrol, episode 12, entitled Cyborg Patrol. So, as always, going forward, there will be spoilers. If you haven't seen episode 12 yet of Doom Patrol, push pause, go watch it, and come on back. Uh, again, this week, I think we get another great episode, and I think that's what I'm really liking about this show, is... There's mostly highs with this show and very few lows. I mean, some of the episodes maybe weren't as great as some of the others, but overall, this has been a very good series. And and in particular this week, I think we get a good look at Cyborg. Um, it seems like a lot of the characters are starting to kind of develop their stories, developing their arcs. Uh, you know, for example, last week, we really kind of saw Larry finally kind of coming to terms with his past life with the negative being that resides inside of him we've seen Rita kind of deciding that Rita Farr is no longer a real person um last episode she started to refer to herself briefly but she referred to herself by her original name which is Gertie Crump Gertrude Crump um Cliff is starting to kind of come to terms, too, with, you know, his relationship with his daughter, uh, the fact that he is probably a better robot man than he was as a man. We're really starting to see that. But, you know, Cyborg has kind of been there at the fringes, you know, kind of starting to kind of ingratiate himself with the team a little bit, um, kind of earning their trust and really starting to kind of develop as a member, perhaps even the leader of this team. But, you know, he has had a very sort of unusual path in in this series. Um, he kind of shows up uh, in episode two. Looking, you know, when he learns that Niles has disappeared, he considers Niles Calder to be a very good friend, to perhaps even be a stronger father figure than his own father, Silas Stone. Um, and, you know, really what happens is, is he begins to doubt his own father throughout this series. Um, he starts to think that his father really kind of wants to make him an actual cyborg, uh, you know, just just a living robot, you know, no ounce of humanity left over, you know, is Grid, you know, because in the comics, again, I've mentioned it, you know, Grid is kind of the operating system that eventually takes over and pretty much wants to turn Cyborg into a full-on robot and wants to kind of eliminate the mind, the personality that is Victor Stone and really just be Grid. Cyborg will be no more, we'll only have Grid. And, and we're kind of starting to see that or we've been seeing that throughout the series. So if you remember, you know, we left off last week. Um, the Department of Normalcy is coming after the Doom Patrol and they captured uh, Cyborg. Uh, they almost captured Jane. Jane does manage to get away. And the reason they're able to capture Cyborg and they bring it up here is the fact that, you know, Cyborg is really getting paranoid. You know, is his dad trying to control him? Are his memories his real memories? Are they fake? You know, he really doesn't know what's real and what's not anymore. He doesn't know if he can trust his own father. I mean, granted... You know, from the glimpses that we get from the footage of the accident in the lab that um, that led to the death of his mother and led him to have his father basically build him a cybernetic body and save his life, you know, we, we can see that he's always seemed to have uh, had issues with his father. 
So much so that if you remember back when uh, the Doom Patrol was starting to look for Niles Calder and we had the episode entitled Donkey Patrol where um, they basically went inside this donkey that had an interdimensional portal, um, they don't come face to face with Mr. Nobody, but Mr. Nobody basically kind of attacks uh, their psyche, uh, Larry and Rita and Cyborg. And with Cyborg, you know, I mean, and he did it, he did it basically to say, don't come looking for me, don't come looking for me, don't come looking for Niles Calder. Um, and with Cyborg, he kind of planted that seed of doubt within him, uh, saying, you know, you don't even know what's real and what's programming anymore, trying to allude to the fact that. You know, Victor Stone doesn't know who he is. You know, he... All that he knows of himself as Cyborg has been programmed by his father. It's it's not his real life. And, you know, his father is in control. Um, so the reason... Getting back to that, the reason that the uh, bureau, uh, the bureau of normalcy, was able to capture him so easily is because he disabled Grid. He actually removed Grid from within him, placed him inside of a computer. We saw this uh, at the end of of the last episode. So without Grid, uh, you know, he he was really very easily able to be captured. Now, here's the thing is, is we see him inside the Department of Normal, seeing what is known as the Ant Farm, which is basically their big research facility. Larry knows all too well about it. He was a resident there for we don't know how long. And like he says in this episode, because the Doom Patrol is basically saying, well, Larry, you've been there. Get us in. Let's go get Vic and let's get out. And he's like, it's not that simple. He goes, I only escaped with the help of Niles and we don't have Niles anymore. I forget who it is. But somebody floats the idea of perhaps contacting Silas. Um, I think it's Robot Man, actually. But, you know, both Jane and Rita, knowing knowing what Vic thinks of his father, and I think they, too, kind of think that maybe they really can't trust Silas, That that's kind of shot down right away. Uh, as all this is going on, you know, we see Cyborg is, is there. Um, you know, they're studying him, and uh, the head of the department... Department of Normalcy uh, goes kind of in front of this room of, of generals. There's three generals, uh, a young woman, um, a middle-aged man, and an older man who seems to really enjoy Big Macs because that's about all he's focusing on. Um, you know, they're kind of like, look, how could you grab Cyborg? Cyborg is actually kind of like a real hero. People know who he is. People will notice he'll be missing. Oh, yeah. And his dad, you know, Silas Stone, who I believe is the head of Star Labs. They're like, we have this really tight relationship with Star Labs. This really wasn't a smart move. But, you know, what this agent is basically saying to them is go, it says, look, if we could figure out what makes Cyborg tick, we won't need Star Labs anymore. You know, we could weaponize him or we could study him and basically use him for parts and and kind of build technology off of him and around him. So it's it's really, really great idea. So they kind of defer to this older general who, again, is chomping away on a Big Mac. And he says, well, just don't upset the butts, B-U-T-T-S, because I had captioning on. So clearly you think, okay, this guy's uh, this guy has seen better days. So... Anyway, Silas kind of storms right in there. He knows that something's up. He's been getting alerts. You know, he knows something's going on. And they're like, well, Vic's not here. He goes, that's impossible. You know, I'm getting alerts from Grid. Uh, He basically sees that Grid is inside of a computer. Uh, Victor uninstalled him. Victor has been running diagnostics almost nonstop. I think he also sees evidence of that. uh, You know, we saw this last episode where Vic believed that the nanites 
that are inside of him um, that kind of heal like his damaged parts are trying to take over and basically um, basically turn him into into a robot. I mean, we saw it last week. He, he essentially cut open his arm to make sure that it was still muscle and tissue. And when he thought he saw some metal in there, or maybe he did see some metal in there, he, he started to freak out. Um, you know, Silas is, is telling them, you know, no, I would never do that to him. I love him very much. Uh, you know, so he starts calling around. He's, you know, trying to contact the Department of Normalcy. He does have a relationship with them. And basically, he gets nowhere. They give him the runaround. He realizes it's jailbreak time, and he needs the Doom Patrol for help, and he basically, they kind of say, you know, here's the plan, and then we cut to the actual plan. Um, pretty much, they have Larry kind of suit up in a Stormtrooper gear, uh, as if he's bringing in uh, a captured robot man and Crazy Jane. Um, you know, like he and Silas like they're bringing them in uh-oh seems silas has kind of turned the tables on them and they all get captured but right away we get a cutscene back to you know two hours earlier or whatever it is and uh we see that this was the plan their plan was to get captured you know silas was going to quote unquote betray them um you know turn them over to the department of normalcy so he can get his son back uh you know so he's reunited with victor inside of his cell and the thing is, is before this is happening, you know, Victor's inside his cell. He's trying to find a way out and he hears a guy in the cell next to him and they're talking through the vent and the guy's sitting there. And he's like, dude, chill out. It's really not that bad. You know, you get three square meals a day, you know, you know, three hots in a cot. Basically, he's telling them. He's like, look, uh, you know, I've done so nicely for them. Uh, I got a nice little color TV here. And he basically says, he's like, you know, you get to serve your country. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like. I don't know. They come for me, and then it all gets kind of murky. But when I get back, I have a nice perk waiting for me, you know, like uh, like this here TV or a tuna fish sandwich or something. Um, they don't say it, and, you know, a little bit of a spoiler here, but uh, we kind of see it in, you know, the, the coming attractions for the next scene. This is Flex Mentalo, who they were looking for last week. Uh, this is him. He's been a resident of the ant farm for who knows how many years. I mean, he doesn't know. It seems like it's been a long time, but that's who that is because there's at one point where Grid starts to activate himself, which, you know, Cyborg is very confused because he's like, I remove Grid. How is Grid? you know, reactivating himself and is basically starts quite, you do you want me to run diagnostics? Do you want me to run diagnostics? Do you want me to run diagnostics? So much so that Flex Mentalo in the next, it's like, dude, he said he doesn't want to run diagnostics. Leave him alone. Cyborg's a little confused. Like, how can you hear that? But then he starts getting flashbacks. He starts getting, you know, security footage. It's almost like Grit is showing him, like, let me, let me show you what your dad is all about. And they cut back to, uh, I guess, a time when Silas was developing the technology or was uh, starting to implant the cybernetic parts and everything into Victor in order to save him. And they're talking about these nanites, these nanites, which are sort of like an emergency system. You know, which are supposed to, if there's any damage and you kind of hit that emergency switch, the nanites are going to repair really the cybernetic parts. Um, and there's a lab tech who's basically saying to him, like, you know, sir, we really need to talk about this because, you know, the nanites can develop a mind of their own. Your son essentially can become all robot. And Silas is like, your point is basically saying he doesn't care. Like, you know, this isn't my son. This is a science project. 
So when he's reunited with, with Silas, and Silas is like, you know, telling him this is part of the plan and we're going to escape, and he has a little, like, micro USB. He's like, it's great. I'm going to install it in you. Quote, unquote, great. is sort of activated and saying, um, basically saying, like, he's lying. He's like, you know, falsehood detected. While all this is going on, we see that they're all captured. Um, Jane and Larry and Robot Man are all captured. Uh, Robot Man is magnetically stuck to his ceiling, and there's this female scientist with glasses who's basically studying him, basically saying he's he's a very shoddy robot put together, and kind of puts this giant you know scrap metal sticker like you know to be used for to be used for parts essentially, and he's. <laughs> It's actually a funny exchange because he's like, you know, hey, four eyes, you can't do that. I'm a genius. Yeah, I'm a brain and a robot. Yeah, when have you seen that before? And she's like, I've seen it a million times. We 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 have this sarcastic toaster. We use it on the newbies. It's hysterical. Um, and she's like, okay, you're such a genius. And she gives him like a high school math problem. <laughs> and you know, Vic, I'm sorry, Cliff is just like, wait, what? The train train A. Wait, what? And and she's just like, whatever, you're scrap metal, dude. So, you know, she basically leaves. She's going to begin the process of taking Cliff apart when Cliff goes, okay, Rita, it's your turn. He opens up his gigantic robot mouth and Rita oozes out. Rita is the linchpin because Silas tells her so and she loves telling everybody, I'm the linchpin. Rita really kind of shines in this episode. So she comes out. And she's basically, she tells Cliff, she's like, don't listen to that hard woman. You know, you are so useful. You know, Cliff, you're so useful. Don't listen to her. So when she comes back in, when the woman comes back in and basically sees Rita standing there and sort of like, what the what now? Rita deactivates the magnet. So Cliff essentially falls on top of this woman and crushes her to death. Um, they escape. They find Larry. Larry had been separated from the negative being. Um because basically uh, there's this other scientist there that I guess had studied Larry and the negative being in the past. He's so thrilled to have them back because they're going to essentially, I guess, create more negative beings, weaponize them. And apparently, even though the negative being, if it doesn't reside inside of Larry, Larry is still like essentially, as this man calls him, a walking dirty bomb because he still emits high levels of radiation. Um, so they're all thrilled about that. But you know what? They they begin to rescue themselves. One of the great scenes that I like here is with Crazy Jane. So Crazy Jane is essentially duct taped to a table. Uh, the man who was sent to apprehend her last episode, who she defeated and essentially broke his arm, you know, he's there. Uh, he's like, I'm supposed to run a psych profile on you, but I, I paid the guard off. It's just you and me, toots, you know. He's like, uh, he does the old Rorschach test with Rorschach. Card. He's like, what do we got here? picture of a bitch who broke my arm this and that and jane's just like you know yawns and is like whatever dude you know let's you know she goes she's just like you know you're boring me to death here so you know all this shenanigans and stuff is, is happening we cut back to uh you know this room where jane is and there's there's tar uh plastic tarps up everywhere because apparently there's going to be a lot of blood and we hear i saw the sign by ace of base it is pretty much this guy is doing the scene from Reservoir Dogs where Michael Madsen, uh, you know, they, they have the cop captured and he's essentially duct taped into a chair and stuck in the middle with you comes on and he's dancing with a knife and Michael Madsen, he's a little light on his feet there. He could dance. This guy is essentially doing the Carlton 
uh, to Ace of Base, and he's all like, he's waving like this this bone saw around and everything, and he's you know hamming it up, and she's just like douchebag. I get it. Yes, saw Reservoir Dog. She's like, do me a favor, saw my ears off, so I don't have to listen to this crap anymore. Uh, guy gets very upset. You know, it's like like she's jamming, she she's messing with his groove. You know, and uh, just just at that time, the CD starts to skip. Skip. So Ace of Base starts to skip. He goes over and he starts hitting the boombox there. And uh, the song, it's a song by Tracy Ullman, the comedian. There's a song that came out in the 80s called They Don't Know About Us Comes On. Jane freaks out. She's like, no, 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 not that song. And I was like, are we going to see Karen? Oh, yeah, we saw Karen. It's rom-com time. Karen emerges and she's just like, oh, it's our song, baby. And she essentially puts this man under her spell. She gets freed. So much so that, you know, as all heck is breaking loose... You know, Rita and uh, Rita and Cliff have escaped, and they're trying to find Jane. And they see, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, oh shit! It's Karen!" And Karen is all, "Oh, Riri!" And then, you know, the guys like, "Are you know, honey cakes? Are these guys bothering you?" And she's like, "Yeah, they are." Uh, but then she quickly reverts back to Jane. Uh, they find Larry. Then Cliff is like, "Wait a minute! What about everybody else here? There's hundreds here, hundreds of people here. They're." You know, oddballs and misfits like us, we can't just leave them here. So, with the use of the negative being, they essentially free everybody. Um, and this is where we find out that that general who said, whatever you do, don't upset the butts. Look, it's the Doom Patrol. There's going to be weirdness. So, when they open these cells and all these inmates, I don't know what you want to call them, when they start coming out, well, from a lab somewhere butts emerge you know human buttocks with razor sharp fangs and tiny little feet basically attack and they call the general and they're like sir the butts are loose uh and he promptly commits suicide he's like gentlemen it's been an honor and he commits suicide so basically what happens is 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 they all begin to free themselves and um the door to Victor's cell opens up. They go to leave. Silas is telling him, you know, son, come on. And, you know, Victor, Victor, that's that's kind of when he gets that uh, playback of, you know, where Silas uh, learned that the nanites might turn him into a robot. And it seemed that Silas didn't care. <sighs> Vic, Vic just melts down. He attacks his own father and essentially beats him to death. And as soon as he does it, the readout basically turns to like, you know, a 16-bit video game saying, you did it, you did it, you cleared the level. And Mr. Nobody appears behind him. Now, Alan Tudyuk, I've enjoyed him all throughout this series. I mean, we get glimpses of him in episodes. Uh, he narrated a few of the episodes. He's a very, very funny man. He's a very gifted actor. This part here, where he is Mr. Nobody, is pure sadism. You know, he basically tells, he basically tells Vic, he said, I told you, I told you not to come after me and Niles Calder, look what you did. He said, you know, I planted that seed of doubt in you. You had those thoughts in your head, and you acted on them. He goes, yeah, granted, that last video, that's that's a Mr. Nobody uh, original. I, I sent it right to you to kind of push you over the edge. He goes, but look what you did. And basically said, I told you, don't come after me. So Silas is dead. The Doom Patrol have been freed. And, uh, you know, but, it, but, but at what cost? I mean, you know, I really feel, you know, throughout this series, um, 
you know, like I said, Cyborg has kind of been in the background. He's had some funny moments, and he's had a few poignant moments. This was really his episode right here, and um, it's kind of good, you know. 12 episodes are now complete. We have uh, three more to go, 13, 14, 15. Uh, it looks like this is going to be the big push, the big push to find Mr. Nobody, to uh, find Niles Calder. Um, Danny the Street basically told them, or the clue he gave them is, is you need Flex Mentallo. Well, they have Flex Mentallo now because next week's episode is entitled Flex Patrol. And we see in the coming attractions, we see Flex Mentallo at first doesn't know who he is, but he quickly remembers who he is. So it looks like the hunt for uh, Mr. Nobody, Niles Calder, will... These last three episodes are really going to kind of pick up, and uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But again, this was an excellent episode. We get some good action. Uh, you know, we get some funny moments again with Rita and Cliff. I think uh, they're one of my favorite teams. Um, you know, Larry has some great Everybody. Everybody has great scenes here. Uh, Cyborg's character kind of gets pushed along further uh i mean essentially as as mr nobody says we get his origin story right here and it's a much darker origin story than we have seen really anywhere else but it was a good one nonetheless guys thanks for listening thanks for hanging in there with me like i said three episodes left of doom patrol uh i can't see it really taking a dive i mean this the show has been strong all season long and i think it's going to finish up uh the same way do me a favor, head on over to www.brothersinarmchairs.com. That is the website that's going to link you up to every single podcast in the Brothers in Armchairs network. Of course, you have Stuff You Don't Need to Know, Defender of the Realm, Nerd and Me, Enter the Nerd Zone, Fat Guys in Little Coats. This is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later.